0: I'd like to welcome everybody home for <laughs> Hashem. To all the guys that are coming back for their second year, welcome back. <laughs> to all guys that are coming back for their third year, welcome back. And a special shout out to Nosser Meir for his fourth year. And Simon Epstein for his fifth year. The guys just keep on coming back. Baruch Hashem. To all of you, welcome home. And welcome to what is going to be Be'ezus Hashem. the most incredible year of your life. Baruch Niyas, Hashem. So there he is. The old guy. He lived an incredibly Old life. He was here for years and years. About ninety-two years old. He lived in this world, and he leaves the world. He gets to Shemayim after ninety-two years of living in the world, of working for whatever he wanted to do. He left the world, and he's up in Shemayim. Big white beard, lots of wrinkles, an elderly person, and he starts waiting in the line in order to get judged. He's waiting in the line to get judged by the based in Shalmala. What's going to be? What are they going to say about him? What type of life did he lead? And it's a long line. People are waiting and slowly shuffling forward. And then all of a sudden, he sees in the corner, out comes this young guy, young little schnips, and pushes right in. He says, Excuse me, what are you doing? this is not some Israeli line where you just like find the quickest way in without anyone noticing you this is Shammayim over here you can't just push in I'm an elderly person years and years I lived in the world come on you can't just push in who are you? so one of the malachim tapped him on the shoulder and they said I want to tell you something that's not how it works over here that's not how it works over here it doesn't go by how many years you lived and how old you were but it goes by what did you produce? The life that you lived in this world, what did it accomplish? That man, that you saw pushing in, that young guy, he lived on the wall for a short amount of time. But he accomplished the most amazing things. Rabbi say, we're about to embark on a journey. On an exciting, geschmack, enjoyable journey of growth and of understanding ourselves. It's not about how long you're here. It's not about how long you stay. It's about what you do while you're here. And what you accomplish in the time that you have. Somebody once came to the Heiliger Kotzka. who was Zaych in Yeshiva to be there last year to stand by the tzien of the Heiliger Kotzka. The Kotzka noticed a new, a new chassid standing over there. So he went over to him and said, Rabbi what are you here for? He said, "Rabba, what do you mean? I'm here to discover the rabbinic Nishaladam. So Kotzka laughed at him. <laughs> For that? You did not have to come here. The are everywhere. You could have discovered the Rebollah from anywhere. the man was confused. He said, Rebbe, so why did I come here? So Kotzka said, you came here to discover yourself. He came here to discover who you are. And that is what I believe every single one of you are here sitting in this room to discover who you are and what you can accomplish in the time that you are here. There's a Mordekar Rashi. Rashi tells us in a few places that it's very interesting that the Torah sometimes puts Moshe Rabbeinu's name before Aaron. And sometimes Aaron Akoyin's name before Moshe. They were brothers as we know. Why is it that sometimes the Torah changes the order of their names? Explains Rashi, because they were equal. What does that mean? Go ask any kid who is the greatest Jewish personality to ever walk planet earth. You know what they're going to say? Moshe Rabbeinu! Who was greater than Moshe Rabbeinu? Who doesn't know Moshe Rabbeinu? But yet Rashi tells us that they were equal. Moshe and Aaron were equal. Sometimes Moshe is before Aaron, sometimes Aaron is before Moshe. What does that mean? They're not equal. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest man, the greatest onov. He brought Torah down from Sinai, from Shemayim, to give it to Kalal Yisrael. Moshe Nefesh, Moshe Rabbeinu was incredible. What does it mean they were equal? It's our answer. With an interesting fact, I'm not sure how many people know. The New York Marathon has approximately 98,247 applications on a yearly basis. That just over 53,000 people manage to complete the New York Marathon on a yearly basis. What's interesting to note, I don't know if anyone ever looked this up, but the same person for a number of years won the New York Marathon. He was actually a guy from Kenya. It wasn't even from America. Is winning the New York Marathon. So they went around asking people, you're not going to win the race. You know you're not going to win. This guy won for years and years. He's been training forever. You're never going to win anyway. So they're, why are you doing it? What's the purpose? Do so you know what they said? We're talking about over 50,000 people said a very similar answer. They're not doing it to win. They know they're not going to win. There's no chance of them winning. They're doing it. So that this year, they can do a little bit better than last year. And they can shave off a little bit of time of how long it took them to run the marathon. That's a success. And I say to every single one of you, success is not measured by necessarily the result that you produce. But rather by the effort that you put in. The yeshiva that you're in, could have And it is the greatest yeshiva with the greatest rabbeim, the greatest shiurim, the greatest food and everything else. But if you don't put in the effort, just a little bit more than what you did last year, then it's not going to work. And that, says Rashi, is why Moshe and Aaron are equal. They're equal because because Aaron Akoyan's tough kid was not meant to be Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu's Tafgir was not meant to be Aaron Akoyin they were two different people they came down to the world with two different objectives and goals in life every single person here every single one of you have come to this world for a specific purpose no one's trying to be someone else you're here to be yourself and to perfect yourself to be the best person that you can be and the effort that you put in and the opportunity that you take within this year, is going to last you a lifetime. The results that you will see, and I I know this because I've spoken to boys that have been in this yeshiva and other places as well, years later. I remember what it was in yeshiva. Ask anyone, ask any of your Rebbeim. If they remember their time in yeshiva, I talk about myself. How I remember being in yeshiva, what it was like, what I managed to accomplish. I'm not able to accomplish the same thing right now. Because the opportunity that you have right now is endless. And sometimes people waste the opportunity. Just imagine, I think I said this last time but this is Gavaldic. Somebody hands you a briefcase of one million dollars cash. What would you do with it? You would have no clue. Absolutely not. Every single guy knows exactly what he would do with a million dollars cash. Not a problem to spend. Imagine if you took a million dollars cash and you're like, I don't really need this. You know what? I need a lollipop. It's very important for me to have a lollipop right now. So you take one note out of the stack. You go to the store. And you get yourself a lollipop. You get change. You put it back in the briefcase. And you give the briefcase back to the guy that gave it to you. Say, thank you so much. I got my lollipop. Shaita! You're a fool! What's the matter with you? you have a million dollars in your hand. And that's what you're doing. It's the same thing. The Rabayin Hashanah gives us endless opportunities. Amazing ones. Ones that we can grab hold of. They might be hard. It's not always easy. <coughs> Sometimes we're stuck in the right direction. But we have to have those opportunities. We don't want to leave the world after 120 years and say, Rabbi Nishlam, thank you so much for that incredible neshama, incredible guf. Take it back. Halavai in the way that we received it. I was thinking about whether I should say this marshall I don't think there's a person in this room that has not heard this marshall so this way I could be Yaitzah, Mahajan, Mahajan saying, there's a famous marshal. Where normally everyone's like, famous, because you know it, therefore it's famous. Doesn't mean everybody else not. This one everyone knows. And as soon as I say it, everyone's going to be like, mm-hmm. but it just, it just speaks to us so well. Everyone knows of the guy that received, uh, he got a raffle ticket and he won the raffle of spending one hour in the king's treasury. He's allowed to take whatever he wants. He walks into the treasury. He can take anything. See, I was right. He walks in, he can take whatever he wants. But they know how to do it better. What do they do? They open the door to the treasury. Here you go. And all of a sudden, the orchestra. Wow. 40 piece orchestra. The violins, the symphonies. What's going on over there is just... It's just his eyes. He loves music. He sees it. He's like, this is incredible. And for 59 minutes, he's standing there in awe. At this incredible orchestra. With the music that's coming out. And they're like one minute to go what? and he starts running and he takes it out we know the marshal you know what this is? and and so many times we see this it's like a postcard I don't know if anybody ever wrote a postcard here but when I grew up we had postcards and we wrote postcards so if you ever saw a postcard you'll see the following the beginning is nice big writing dear whoever it is and then towards the end, like just trying to squish it on, because there's never enough space, to are to squish it on. We don't want our year in yeshiva, our time over here, to be like that. There are so many distractions that the rabbi Shalayim has put in the world specifically for the reason to test us, and to see how dedicated we are. And they're great distractions, the Eretz Yisrael is full of distractions. So you have a choice. You can either stand in awe and say, Wow, that is incredible. Or you could use the opportunity that you have while you're in yeshiva in order to try and do what you can do. And everyone can do their little part to be able to be koina, a year of growth, of geschmack, of yiddishkeit, of so much here that we have to offer. Everybody knows the marshal of a guy, a young child standing on the beach and there's, there's all these um, starfish by the beach. And there's an old man walking past, and he sees the younger guy picking up a starfish and throwing it into the water. And the old man starts laughing. The young guy says, what are you laughing at me for? He says, what are you doing? He says, what do you mean? I'm taking starfish and throwing it back into the water. Never, they're not going to live over here. I want them to live. I'll put them back in the water. They can last a little bit out of the water. This way they'll live. He says, you're crazy. There's millions of them all over the beach! You're throwing four in? Wow! So the young child scoops down takes a starfish and throws it in the water he says look I helped for him I helped that one sometimes we think it's just too big we can't do it growth learning oh there's so much to do davening and Shabbos Kodesh and Baruchas there's so much I can't do this the small steps the small things every single person can do will help towards that goal and I end with this Rebner Weinberg Zermashishiva Torah He had a Talmud, he had many Talmidim but one of his specific Talmidim was a very, very intelligent fellow and he comes over to Abner one time and he says, Rosh Hashiva thank you so much for having me, it's great to be here, I'm leaving I'm going, I have to go back to America Rosh Hashiva says, I don't understand why, you're doing so well everything's great, everything's working well you're shtiguing, you're growing, you're happy what happened? She said, Rabbi I'll tell you I'm an expert in chess I'm a a, a very, very good chess player. In fact, I made it to the top, whatever it is, 500 in all of America. And therefore, there's a tournament going on right now. I need to be in America. I need to be participating in this tournament. Because this is an important thing to me. I I love chess. It's my life. So Reb Neuch started going backwards and forwards. And he said, please, you're steiging and you're yiddishka in your future. Rabbi, thank you. But it's very important to me. So the Rashiv Reb Neuch said to him, listen here, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. You're good at chess? Okay, I'll play you chess. I'll play chess together with you. But here's the deal. If I win the game, you stay here. If you win the game, I won't say a word, and you can go back to America. I won't mention anything. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> I'm one of the top 500 of all America. You clap how good that is? I have no problem playing some old Russian if It's fine. She says, Rabbi, you're on. Deal. They sit down. They play. It's intense. Backwards and forwards. Thinking back. Hours and hours of the game and finally Rav Neuch Weinberg wins the game he wins the guy is floored he couldn't believe it he says that's it Rabbi I surrender a deal is a deal I'm staying in Yeshiva I'm not going to America but Rabbi I have one question for you just one question if you were so good at chess you know I'm good at chess you know I love chess why have we never played why have you never told me that you like chess so Rav Neuch Weinberg told him the following he said I've never played chess in my entire life never but I knew That your future, your Yiddishkeit, depended on this game of chess. I gave it everything that I've got. Rabbi Say, your future, your Yiddishkeit, is depending on the next few months that you are in Yeshiva. Your participation, your time to get up. When it's difficult, it's not always easy. But every effort that you put in is noticed by the Rabbi Nishlolem. And I'm telling you something else. We're living in a crazy world. We'll speak about it at different times. We're living in a world where people are doing things that is completely off the charts. And the very fact that there are 60 guys sitting in the space of Medrash who are coming to learn Torah in a world that is completely against anything to do with that. I guarantee you in Shomayim, the Rabbani Shulaylam and the Malachim are looking and they're saying that my Heiligen Shomas, my beautiful children have chosen to sit to come down to stroll, to learn Torah and Yeshiva, to better themselves, to improve themselves, to connect. What greater nachas are you giving to the Rabbi Nishalam to the Merach Malchem That's what Rabbi say every single one of you should remember. Take the opportunity, realize the opportunity that you have that will not come back. Utilize the Rebbeim, the Shiurim, everything that's happening over here. I guarantee you, and I'm saying this because I've seen it and ask all the Rebbeim, they've seen it by others, I'm guaranteeing you it will change your life because it's done that with everyone else as well. Let's move on. Let's talk about Yeshiva. I want to mention to you a couple